Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Punk Till I Die podcast number 24. So this is this is actually kind of a bonus episode. Anyway, I, I'm in case you don't know by now, I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. The other host you can hear sighing over there in the distance is <laughs> cool, Neil. How you doing, Neil? I'm doing okay, my friend. I'm trying so, to trying to keep happy in these uh, strange, strange well, this times. Is, this is sort of a bonus episode. So, so I have been going to work. I have what's considered an essential infrastructure job. I don't foresee me not going to work anytime soon. Neil has been working from home this week. It's it's Thursday, the twentieth of March, right now. Yep. For anybody, no, nineteenth. I feel like I'm making one of those videos, like you know, like it's been 17, <laughs> 17 days since I've had contact with another person. We're in our underground bunker, dude. It, feel, actually, it feels I, like seventeen days. My, I'll be fair. I'll think I'm actually in my pillow fort of solitude. <laughs> that sounds nice. That sounds lovely. Yeah, uh, one of these days I'll take a picture of my of my bed with its many pillows and uh, you know be like, hey, when we get to two hundred Facebook likes, we're at like one hundred sixty now. We get to two hundred, I'll take a picture of my pillow covered bed that I'm recording from in a prone laying down position, like a yeah, the woman who just fainted. And this is where the magic happens. You can, exactly. you can say that on there. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's good <laughs> that there's still some magic happening up here, Neil. You know what I'm <laughs> so, uh, and by the way, it's the nineteenth, not the twentieth, buddy. No, it's the twentieth. Thursday, March nineteenth. Oh, forget it. Okay, <laughs> see, I've lost, we've lost track of time. Our days have no shape. Yeah, right. No, seriously, I get up, I come, I come sit at this desk, I do some work, I go to bed. I mean, it's weird, it's, it's right? It's just amazing too, because the weekend's coming up, and it's like, well, you can't do anything, right? Like, no, that's true. Not but anyway, so this is we generally record on Sundays. This is kind of a bonus episode. Neil was getting a little stir crazy because he's been working from home and he. Needed to have some sort of interaction, even if it was, you know, over these yep, internet waves. Exactly. So, and, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I know a lot of you have a lot of time where you're sitting around off work or whatever. So, like, well, you know, maybe we can enter, help pass a little bit of time for you. So we're going to make this the six-hour episode, right? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> this is going to be the second second themed, <laughs> second sick-themed episode. Yep, so. this is sick two. Well, hope everybody's doing well. I, I think we're doing well. You know, of course, I got all the kids are home from school. So even though I'm up in the Fortress of Solitude, I can still hear him howling down there. Oh, that's good, uh, I guess. Well, no, yeah, it is good, and it's raining now. It's not very nice. And, um, and it's, I mean, I can't ask everybody to shut up on Thursday afternoon as they're getting dinner ready or whatever. You know? I, can't, so, I can't hear anything. It sounds good. Now, I'm I, the Pillow Fortress of Solitude. Well, that's good. See, you got the door closed and stuff. That's Solid goes to die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I got, uh, we got the news today. So... I went in on Monday. Our building was open on Monday, but then they sent us all home Monday afternoon and said work from home from now on, you know, so supposedly just for a couple of weeks, but we know it's going to be longer than that, right? But um, so today it's Thursday. So we got an email last night, 10 o'clock saying someone in our building had tested positive. Excellent. So um, supposedly they, they've talked to the people that were in touch with this person or, you know, sitting by him or whatever. So I... That wasn't me. You know this person? Because it's a huge building, right? Yeah, it's a huge building, yeah, and they didn't give us names, which is fine. They, so not, they don't is, have to give is, us names. Is your company the only one in the building, or is it shared? Oh, no, it, it's funny. It used to be shared. It used to be a bank, actually. It used to be in my building, okay. too. Bank of, not bank offices, but a bank like office kind of thing. Um, but now we, we own it, or whatever. Or we, we're the only ones in it, and it's a big-ass building. But uh, the problem is, because I'm in IT... I mean, you never know. This person could have brought a computer around for it to be looked at or something. And you know what I mean? It's so, so <laughs> it's a little scary, actually. But uh, yep. But there you go. So, but no one's contacted me yet. So I guess that's good. But 
yeah, man, these are weird, weird times, huh? Yep. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't, don't sound so energized. No, I, I think you're falling asleep on the, on the, no, I'm, I'm on the pillow fortress, right? buddy. I'm too comfortable, and I'm not drinking. It's like, you know, 5 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. I mean, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's 5 o'clock here. I'm just not not doing that yet. Like I said, my, my schedule has been relatively uninterrupted other than the fact that there's no traffic, which is kind of nice. And like I said, my wife is not so much working so much. So usually there's a lot of like splitting of domestic responsibilities as far as making dinner and all that stuff. But now it's like, oh, I said to her on the phone today, hey, you're doing more like, you know, traditional housewife responsibilities. And she did not seem amused by that. Yeah, she was like, so, fuck you. Pretty much. <laughs> so, do the, do the anyway, dishes. Meanwhile, she's making dinner while I lay up here in bed and talk to you. So, well, I wish I had someone making me dinner. You know, that would be good. Yeah, no kidding. I know you're a big, uh, being a single guy, I know you're a big uh, eat out guy. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, this is going to hurt. Unlike you. Like frozen pizza buffet around your house or what? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and like you say, in the, on the weekend, I don't know what we're going to do because I normally, like few of us normally go out to one of the, we got to a couple of local pubs that we go to every every Saturday afternoon for drinks and lunch and stuff like that and been doing that for years and obviously that's not going to be happening because uh, I don't know what it's like in Michigan, but Illinois closed all the bars and restaurants oh, yeah. last week. All bars and restaurants are closed, yep. yeah. except for drive through and uh, takeout. Yep. So, and, uh, and once again, if you, yeah, so no, like Friday is the only day I usually go out to lunch mm-hmm. with, with a few people I work with and yeah, we can't even do it anymore. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know, Neil. It's, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll probably try to get some takeout from some of these places and throw them a few bucks to try to keep them going. But I mean, some of these places ain't going to make it right. I would imagine if this goes on for weeks or maybe another couple of months, like they're saying, um, yeah, I'm just going to be a lot of places well, it's going funny, on. Cause I'm not really making any plans before about June. Right. As of right now, April is pretty much canceled, right? Right, because everything I'm everything I'm reading seems to think that this is going to keep getting worse, and the the pinnacle is going to be like um, mid mid May, maybe. Yeah. Well, they're saying that late. No, I yeah. thought like mid April. Six weeks. Six weeks is what I was saying. Um. um yeah, so. Yeah. So it's 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 really. Uh, I don't know. It's it, not not a ton has changed since. No thing. Let I would say since we last talked, it, more things have closed. Right, the bars and stuff are still open as of Sunday. Um. But. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know what's I don't know what's I mean essentially we're we're pushing martial law even though they're not calling it that. Yeah, it's getting but, that way, isn't it? But yeah. the fact of the matter is eventually they might do bans to the point where if you're not going to the grocery store, you better not be out driving around, which would be weird, but now we have, you know, we have government trucks that we can drive so we probably won't have issues getting around, but I don't know, man. It's yeah. uh kind of wait and see and it's sad it's like i don't i can't even be angry you know i'm just sort of numb and just sort of waiting to see you know what happens next so well it's just it's just weird how the whole thing is spiraled right because a few weeks ago we were all kind of making fun of like we had that episode a few weeks ago when i had a cold you know and yeah, we were saying yeah. ah, coronavirus and we were making fun of it and that uh, two weeks ago? no that was right now. that was probably about a month ago let's say okay yeah but um you know what i mean though it was kind of lighthearted, and it just seemed like ah, oh, it's just the flu or something i still i guess you know it's funny because I think this, you know, I see the ideological divide in this country with this more than even like the Democrat, Republican, left, right thing. There's two kinds of people in this world. Those of us who think it's probably overhyped and those who think the government should be able to do whatever they want to stop it. No, there's actually three. And there's, I, well, what's the third? The third the third is the conspiracy theorists who think it's being manufactured by the, by one of the governments. 
Yeah, so I don't really should... believe that, but I do believe every time there's a crisis, the government uses it to their advantage to grab more power. Well, let me tell you what, because I'm Casey Kasem, and uh, <laughs> I am now going to play a song that references that. So uh, how about that? I'm going to play Government Flu by the Dead Kennedys. Ah, yes. So let's go right oh, into that. Yes, Pop Pickers. Okay. Government Flu by the Dead Kennedys. Was the Dead Kennedys with Government so, Flu, which just seemed kind one, of uh, kind of too perfect to play right there, right? One of the worst Casey Kasem's I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> you got, so I'm not American, dude. I'm not American. Give me a break. There's a station around <laughs> here that on Sundays replays like classic '80s Top 40 countdown. Okay. Once in a while, I'll listen to it, and they'll be like, "Here's the new one from Gloria Estefan." And I'd be like, "I don't know that song," and then they'll play it, and be like, "Oh yeah, I totally remember that song." Yeah. Okay, so that was a better Casey Kasem then, thank you. But you got to remember, I'm uh, I'm English, so we grew up at home with Jimmy Savile, who was, uh, you know, died, and then they found John that... Peel. Let me hear John Peel or something. Well, John, no, John Peel was fantastic, but uh, they later found out that Jimmy Savile had been, like, pretty much a child molester his entire life, so... I have that no was, idea who that is. That was funny. If you ever see any clips of Top of the Pops in the seventh, late 70s, oh, early yeah, 80s, okay. yeah, and, he, yeah. and he's got, and he's, he's got like, a white... Um, he's got, like, white hair... Uh, Kind of like a Prince Valiant kind of cut, and uh, I mean, if you look at it now, he looks Nobody creepy. Nobody knows who Prince Valiant is, right? Uh, probably not. I mean, you're talking about like the comic, like the newspaper comic Prince Valiant. Yeah, he had that. A... He had that straight across haircut, right? Whatever you would yeah. call that, a bob, whatever the fuck you would call it. But I mean, you know, you look, you look at him now. Look at it now. You're like, well, yeah, that guy's a child molester. You can tell. Is he still alive? No, he died about five years ago, and all the shit only came out like after he was dead. Huh. 
So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've seen a few episodes of Top of the Pops, like with the Buzzcocks or mm-hmm. stuff like that. Well, maybe I I'll mean, put it. I'm sure 90% of it was lame, but they seem to have at least occasionally have some cool stuff on there. Top of the Pop. I mean, everybody in England was glued to Top of the Pops on a Thursday night. That's what was we it watched. On it was on, uh, oof, Jesus, yes, Wait, it was on BBC. You yeah. had like three channels either way, right? Oh, growing up, I had three channels. Yeah, BBC yeah, One, we, BBC we, Two, and I ITV. Remember, I mean, yeah. Fox came about when I was like a teenager. That was the fourth channel. Like well, they, channel. We owe 24 hours? No. No, yeah. no, they shut off midnight or whatever. And the fact of the matter is, even when we first got cable, I think we had like 30 channels. Hmm. Okay. But it was all crap. Like mm-hmm. one of them was the weather channel. Might not even might have been fifteen or something. I don't even remember. Right. But it was MTV into a young, you know, a young, impressionable Tom Trauma. MTV was everything, you know. Yeah. And then when they played, well, we we even into punk at that point, or were you like we're talking yeah, like, 80, 83, 84 about now, right? I'm talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's funny because I was I was talking to somebody my age, and they were talking about how they were into Michael Jackson, and I I think anybody who's so I'll be forty seven here in a, in a month or two, two months. And that Michael Jackson Thriller album, I think it came out in 82, but I think it was in the charts for like two years. Yeah. That was like the most important record for people our age for, for years. When I was like 10 years old, it was the most amazing record. It was the record everybody cared about. Huh. There, I don't think there'll ever be another phenom like that record-wise that could have such a – I mean, it sold 30 million copies or something. Well, no. Dude, I hear either a, a like a fire siren in the background or like a tornado siren or something. So – you do at your house? Yeah, my house. Yeah. Oh. So either the zombie apocalypse is finally here, or <laughs> somebody's burned their house down. Well, you, there was supposed to be uh, bad weather today, I believe. There was supposed to yes, be like uh, tornadoes. They were talking about tornadoes and stuff, but we're yeah. it's supposed to miss. Them. We're just getting a little rain. It's just, I mean, it's just generally crappy. Yeah. And it's supposed to be cold this weekend too, like thirty-five or something. So yeah, and generally it's generally going to be fantastic. No, I was just about to say, um, so I came to the States at first, 83 was when I was an exchange student down at uh, Champaign-Urbana, U of I. Um, so I was there 83, 84, and that's when MTV was just really at its, I don't know about peak, but that's when that, that's when that Michael Jackson really video catchy. came out. So um, that yeah, that was on like every hour, right? That Michael Jackson thriller video was on constantly. Well, there was the there was the short regular one that was like the four minute song, but there was also like this fifteen minute mini film, right? So, and I don't know how my parents didn't strangle me. So every time there was a commercial, I would turn over to MTV in hopes of catching the fifteen minute version. <laughs> it might have been the first like horror thing that really made me tingle, you know. And it wasn't obviously by today's standards. It's pretty cheesy. You can look it up on YouTube. It's I'm not like the other guys. <laughs> I mean, wow, you got all kinds of all kinds of impressions today. Unfortunately, now we know that Michael Jackson was not like the other guys at all. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he. Uh, I still have a copy of the Thriller album. For being honest, my God, another pedo. We're just on like some kind of pedo kick today. We got Jimmy Savile. We got Michael Jackson. Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. So, well, go ahead and play your play your Gary Glitter song now. No, wasn't, uh, wasn't he the one who was like? The sex trafficking in foreign countries or something? Yes, in Thailand. Yeah, that's where he's... I think that's where he's in jail right now, as a matter of fact. He kept getting kicked out of countries for hiring... I don't know if it was girls or boys, but like under... Like very, very young... Yes, girls. People for purposes. Yes. And and so. he would and he would claim that they were getting into bed with him because they were frightened of ghosts was his ah. uh, was his line. So, so they were frightened of ghosts. He left. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So I guess he probably went through all that rock and roll part two money on his lawyers, huh? Yeah, probably. No, said nobody under about fifty is even gonna know what the heck we're talking about. But dun 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 dun. dun. Hey, my God, you are just Mister Impression today. Yes. Crazy. So yeah, so I was there in eighty three, eighty four, um, MTV, and I remember once they didn't really play any punk back then on MTV, but they did play something by Kraut. Do you remember Kraut, the New York punk rock band? Oh yeah, yeah, by yeah. All Twisted. Yeah, All Twisted, exactly. I think they yeah, played yeah, that. that minor, like, minor hit, great song. Yeah, too. I think they played that exactly two times. Okay. Um, but I went and bought that album out on uh, when it was down there. I bought so man, I bought so many records that year because I didn't think I'd be coming back to the states. I thought that would be my only year in the states because I went back to graduate in England. And uh, the record stores over here had shit that obviously had come in in the first wave and had never sold. But mm. in England, you just couldn't find some of that stuff. Ah, so you're so, buying British records here. I was. I got like Slaughter and a Dog singles. I got the Eda album, which I had not, I'd been looking for for years and hadn't been able to find in England. Um, so I would ship back like uh, boxes of like 15 at a time. They cost me so much money, but I, there's no way I could carry them, you know. But they were cheap. Were records cheaper here or was it, didn't it really matter much? Much, che- much cheaper here. Okay. And some things, it was, this is funny actually. Some things I found in the in like in the cut in the cutout bin because obviously they had some of this punk stuff for for years, and I haven't been able to sell it. So you know, I might have got that Eater album for like like four bucks or something ridiculous. You know. Mm. So, uh, but it's funny, and that's how I got the uh, Misfits. I got uh, Walk Among Us in the cutout bin. Well, it wasn't cut. Really? It wasn't even cut out. It was just in the cheap bin. Nobody wanted it, so I got like the second press oh. of uh, Walk Among Us. Yeah, which I I'd never myself, heard of. I, I I kick myself all the time for how much access I had to stuff years ago, oh, and just sure. didn't even think anything yeah. of it. You know, yeah. especially like touring bands, seven inches, stuff like that. All those, all those little labels in the nineties that I am collecting now. Just add water and all these little small little punk rock labels. I wish I would have bought everything, but I suppose I probably didn't have the money. Now the funny thing is, I so I bought that Misfits album. This yep. is this is a record swap down in Champagne, and I'd never heard any I'd never heard any songs by the Misfits. I bought it on the on the strength of the cover. Now that was came out like eighty two or eighty three, right? right? Right. So eighty two, I think. So that was, I mean, they were pretty well established by then. I'm kind of surprised you hadn't heard them. I was man, I was fresh off the boat. I mean, because it was like a semi. Yeah, but I mean. Even in England, I would think you would have heard them. They were absolutely not, my friend. Absolutely no, not. They no. Make the... I no. know our, our English friends and our old man punk group don't seem to like them very much. Well, especially not in not in '83. He would never have even, uh, you know, have even huh. heard of them. But so they're um, they're major because they were huge. You know, obviously hugely influential here in the states, but they did not carry it overseas, huh? Nope, not at all. At least not then. Um, so it's funny. I bought that though, and then I got another friend called Tom who lives in Grand Rapids. Funnily enough. I remember, um, you, I remember you saying that. Yeah, big big communist dude now. But um, <laughs> funny, back then, so I I bought that Misfits album, and in that same cutout or cheap bin, he got the first Screwdriver album. Um, back when they were just a punk band. Back when they were just a punk band, yeah. But it's just ironic now, and that's actually, that album is worth a lot of money um, yeah. on, Chis- on Chiswick Records, uh, all screwed up. Um, Chiswick, who put out some of the great damned records and stuff. I mean, that was, must have been a pretty good label back in the day. It was it was more pub rock than anything else, Chiswick. Hmm. Um, but, I don't think it exists anymore. No. But anyway, it's just ironic that, you know, with the guy that would turn out to be a huge communist, but uh, he's got the first screwdriver album. <laughs> so I I hope I just didn't blow his cool there if he's, so, if he's hearing this. So let's, okay, we haven't talked. I, I don't think, well, I mean, Tom and Grand Rapids, I think he probably can remain somewhat anonymous. Um, So... Speaking of, okay, so I'm going to play a song now. Yes, sir. 
What are you going to play? I'm gonna, let's do okay. So we, we, I was just kind of daydreaming today at work, and I was thinking songs was sick in the title. So let's go back to a few years. This is also real early eighties or early eighties, I think. It's from the Ramones. It's from the Pleasant Dreams album, right? Yep, Pleasant Dreams. Yep. yep. And it's called "You Look Like You're Sick." No, actually, is... it's called "You Sound Like You're Sick." Is it "You Sound Like You're Sick"? It is indeed, my friend. Oh my gosh! Yes, sir. Take me to school. So yeah, <laughs> Ramones. You sound like you're sick from Pleasant Dreams. Ramones, you sound like you're sick. Um, did you like Pleasant Dreams? A lot of people don't like it, but I loved it. I think every Ramones album, with the exception of the cover album, and even that's grown on me a little bit over the years, has worthwhile tracks on it. Yeah. So that had some great... I mean, Pleasant Dreams had, had at least a handful of really good songs on it. I mean, but it, it wasn't wasn't as good as, obviously, the first you know, four or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's funny. I actually much prefer it to uh, End of the Century. Oh, yeah, yeah. End, end of the Century... The production ruined End of the Century. Yeah, and the cover is just terrible, and uh, yeah. you know the, the, it's the, the the timpanies. I mean, the Ramones did not need timpani, right? I mean, right. I get it. That was their shot, right? That was their shot to take it to the next level, get 
rich and famous become rock stars. Yeah. And then a couple albums after that still suffered. But I think once they figured out that that wasn't going to happen and they just kind of refocused, you know, like, say, Too Tough to Die, they kind of got back to making the good stuff. Even though the production on a couple of the later records is pretty questionable, too, honestly, but... See, I don't see, care. See, it's I'm, all canon to me, dude. It's all like it's like my it's like canon, you know. It's all like uh, like if we were Jewish, it would be the books of Moses, you know, the important stuff. See, I'm 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 looking at Pleasant Dreams right now, the track list, and there really okay. is there really isn't a weak song on here. We Man, want, I have to go revisit. We want the airwaves. KKK oh, took my baby so. away. Yep, yep. You KKK sound my baby away is yep. one of my very favorites. Yep, you sound like you're sick. She's a sensation. No, oh, yeah. I met Do her at the Seven Eleven. I mean, geez, every track is killer on this, really. So speaking of killer tracks, we, we, haven't, <laughs> we haven't really... Uh, I like what talked. you did there. <laughs> That's a seg, man. Yeah. Flawless. Damn straight. I was going to say, I don't think... We haven't really talked record collecting lately, have we? Uh, not for a few episodes, no, I don't think. Um, no. Um, so well, so you've, bought, you've bought some stuff, I assume. I have. I, I, did, I did a Discogs thing, and, and, you know, so a lot of people have slowed down on their work i noticed so i actually some people are trying to already trying to sell the records like preemptively so i did buy a, a couple from a friend and um pay, paid a fair price i think i think actually i got a good price on the lp and the seven inches are about right maybe a little high but but i bought uh so i picked up there was a band from Fort Wayne, Indiana that I really used to like back in the day, and we actually played with them a few times. And they were they were kind of like kind of like a sloppy second style band. Actually, they're called the Migraines. And there was one seven inch they did with Bobby Steele, former uh, Misfits guitarist Bobby Steele. It's called The Night Has Eyes, and I didn't have it, and he had that, so I grabbed that on seven inch white vinyl, hmm. which is pretty cool. And I got a split between you remember? Okay, so this is a Det- uh, Detroit. This is a Chicago band. I don't know if you ever listened to them, but they were they were a pretty cool band, kind of strange sounding, but definitely a punk band. They're called Apocalypse Hoboken. You remember them? Oh yeah, I've got uh, I've got a couple of CDs by them. I think yeah. Yeah, I do I do too. As a matter of fact, and but I and I have a couple splits with them. I have a split with Sidekick Cato, and then I just picked up a split the split they did with Oblivion, which was I'm not sure when that came out. I would guess mid '90s, but I'm not positive on that. And then I got the Time Bomb first original press of the. Mike, the inferior of the two Mike Ness solo albums, which is called Under Your Influences. So he did two solo albums in 1999, Mike Ness did. And Cheating at Solitaire is almost a masterpiece, I think. I agree. And the other, and the other one is called Under the Influences, and it's pretty good, but it's not nearly as good as well, it's just it's just It's just all covers, right? It's all covers, it's all whereas covers, the first one it's, is not. The production is totally different. Right. It's just a different album, and it's really good. I mean, it's got a Hank Williams songs on it. It's got a, it's got the honky tonk version of Ball and Chain. Um, it's a cool record. Um, so that, so anyway, I, I'm, and I, I bought one you're gonna love. Oh boy, uh, a beat up copy of the Police Synchronicity. Oh, if you're gonna get a Police album, it should have been well, one see, of the that, first okay, two. Once wow. again, that came out what '82 when I was a kid. That that is the one for me that was the big. I think that was their. Was that their last studio album? It might have been. No, it wasn't the last, I don't think, but it was probably their biggest one. But yeah, it was definitely their biggest one. But that was that was like the one that super got me into the band. It's pretty scuffed up. It's got some snap, snap crackles, and pops, but it doesn't skip. And then from Discogs, I got two more Daigle Abortions albums that I didn't have on vinyl. I got, hmm. oh, I got the classic Two Dogs Fucking LP. And I got the um, Holy Shiite 
LP, which was a later one, but had some great songs on it. As a matter of fact, even as I sit here, I'm like, oh, I got to play that one about Michael Jackson sometime. It's called When the Big Hand Meets the Little Hand. <laughs> Man, we are just on a roll with this thing today. We Jesus, are. What is going on with that? I don't know. But anyway, that's, yeah, so that's, uh, so I got those two, those, oh, they, they, I, you know, they don't look like they've been played. I was so happy because I bought them at used prices, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I got a single from a band from Chicago, another band from Chicago back in the day called No Empathy. Hmm. Don't I don't know No Empathy. No. But they did, a, they did a single called Ben Weasel Don't Like It, and it's kind of a classic mocking of the Booga Da Booga Da Booga Da album cover, and it's got a, the B side is a cover of one of the Bad Religion songs from uh, the Bad the Bad Religion album Into the Unknown. Are you familiar with this album at all? No, I'm not. Okay, so their first so Bad Religion's first album was called How Could Hell Be Any Worse, right? Right, right. Great classic early hardcore slash punk rock record. But they were kind of getting bored with the punk style, so their second album was called Into the Unknown, and it was actually like a new wave record. And awesome. they've never repressed it. I think they only did like a couple thousand of them. So it's just like Blitz then, because Blitz. Did yeah, that same well, thing. kind yeah. of, but yeah. they've sort of just erased it from history. Hmm. I'm sure Blitz has too. You go see whatever Blitz is now. I'm sure at Rebellion. I'm sure they're playing only the you know somebody's gonna die tonight and all that stuff. You know, they're playing all the classics. No, I'll give them. I'll give them credit. They actually have not reformed after. Oh, and one, okay. one, one of them died. Right, one of them yeah, died in that. Texas, and. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they've don't think they've reformed. I don't think. So, so yeah, so I got the, so anyway, that's a pretty cool little single. And what was the? I got one other single. Was it the last break anchor one? No, that when I drove. You talked about yeah, you you talked about about that that one. I I don't know. I got one more single. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah. So it's funny, you know. I, I I was joking around like I've been preparing for this apocalypse my whole life. I have so much music to listen to. I have. Movies to watch. I have books to read, and I'm still going to work. Yeah, there you go. It's like a cruel joke. I mean, I I can still pay my bills, so I guess that's not super cruel of a joke. But so yeah, so we we uh yeah, it's it's been it's been good. I've been adding some stuff, and I've been eyeing discogs even more. And my my two biggest record stores here that I go to have shut down. So I'm gonna try to maybe get some discog stuff from them or so they're doing cur- like a curbside service so i can order some stuff and go pick it up or whatever oh so. wow okay That's so i'm gonna serious. try to spread a, i mean i don't have i'm a little financially insecure just because my wife's working less but i won't be su- super affected by this we'll ride it out pretty well so i will try to spend some money with especially the local shops that i love i wouldn't want anything to happen to them i don't think i think the two main ones that i go to are big enough that They'll be all right, but some of these smaller shops, I think. Are they? Uh, are they? Are they doing? Uh, are they online? I mean, can you get your stuff on disc? You know, yes. discogs or whatever. Uh, the one is the one is run by older guys, and they don't do that yet. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I'm hoping. I guess in the back of my mind, I'm hoping. Okay, we're gonna do this till the end of March. Or our governor only has the right with her power to close everything down till like the 13th of April or something. She gets 28 days. After that, the state Congress has to provide any longer extension. So my hope is maybe things start loosening up after that. Because I tell you, the record stores were slow to close. So I'm like, man, I'm stuck doing nothing. At least I can go hang out at Vertigo and, you know, buy some records. or, You know, because for me, knowing a lot of the 
people who work there or whatever, it's half BSing, half record buying. It's a sure. social thing too. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, know, yeah. you, you you're friends with the, you know the one of your record store owners there or whatever. You know, it's it's it serves a social function too. So. Yeah, no, it does. It does. I mean, that's that's one of the things. Yeah, Steve in uh, Vintage Vinyl here has been a part of the scene for yeah some thirty years. You know. Yeah. And you'd hate to see this be the thing. I mean, he survived the CD, music yep, the CD there and everything else. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, that would suck. I don't. I don't think that. I, 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 I see some of them are hanging in there, but. Well, he, Steve was always he was smart. Actually, he's always done mail order. Like even before mm. the internet, he was doing mail order all, all around the world. So, you know, being able to do that and his stuff is up on Discogs and that. So I'm assuming that they'll they'll do fine. You know, even even during this this weird period. They'll, they'll and maybe fine. I'm hoping maybe we can, I don't know, maybe we can help in some way. Maybe we can, or, you know, we'll have to do some brainstorming. This show is totally unscripted, totally unplanned. As you can I mean, tell. Most, most of them are. Yep. But, you know, if we can perform some kind of a public service, especially with, you know, people we like, we'll certainly do that. So For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you, you were. Um, you, you want to play a song first? Well, I was going to say, you were right, by the way. Synchronicity was their last studio album in 83. Yeah, I thought so because yeah. you know it's funny. There's Sting is one of those guys. I really like the Police. It's not something I listen to a lot, but I I like the band the Police, not the actual Police. They can get screwed, but I like, uh, <laughs> but I like the Police a lot. Right. But Sting's soul stuff is some of the worst music I've ever heard. Well, he's such I a... would rather punch myself in the face and listen to Sting solo. It reminds me of like Ozzy. Like I love Black Sabbath, right? Those, especially like the first four or six Black Sabbath albums with Ozzy singing, I think are amazing. But Ozzy Osbourne solo, ugh. Just kill me now. Oh, he's such Give a me. he's such a pretentious son of a bitch, isn't he? Which one? Uh, Sting. Morrissey. Oh, Sting. Oh my God! Um, why do you why do you why do you got to do that to me for? <laughs> no, dude, I'm, dude, I, I'm I poking a bear, Neil. Poking a bear. I got this. I got this. I got this funny story about Sting. So, um, you remember when I'm talking about MTV? Remember they used to have that thing behind the music? Oh yeah. I, yeah. I think it was behind the music, right? And so they once did one on Sting and the police. Okay. And so they go and interview Sting, and he's living in his fucking castle in the, the south of France or wherever he lives with his, Having you know, his, sex with his wife, yeah, yes. with his wife for like thirty-five hours straight or whatever the hell he was, and uh, <laughs> you know, and he's like, and he's like, and there's nothing, there's nothing that is more important to me than my family, and then, <laughs> and then the interview his brother, who's still living in the same fucking house <laughs> they grew up in in Newcastle. He Forty years. Yeah, he hasn't talked to him in like in like, in like forty years, and he's living in he's living in this slum in Newcastle. He's like, yeah, I guess nothing's more important to him than his family, huh? Yeah, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. It's, like, it's like John Lennon, you know, he had that son with Yoko, and and just couldn't have couldn't have baby that kid more. Meanwhile, his like first wife and son got totally host. Yeah, poor old. Was it? Hold on, who was Julian? The, Julian, that's right, Julian, because he had a career. Yeah, he was on MTV and a stuff bit back of a then. Career in the early 80s, yeah. He did, yeah. But like Sean, but, Sean got all the all the stuff, and he yeah, Sean got all the money. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. Yoko's like a billionaire, but but she deserves it. She's a very talented, woman. <laughs> very talented woman. Yeah. All right, all right. I tried to say it with a straight face. Okay, so why, why don't we? Why don't you play another song, and then you can come back and tell me whatever treasures you've accumulated. Because the thing is, I, I, I even if I out quantity you, usually you spend more than I do because you're so picky <laughs> with your presses. So why don't you play, why don't you play a song, and then we'll. Come back and hear what you got. All right. Well, this song is. Um, so, what are the things that that uh, if you if you get coronavirus, one of the things that's most dangerous, right? If you got asthma, if you got some kind of problem with your lungs, right? Yeah. So, I'm gonna play the toy dolls. I've got asthma. 
the classic <laughs> toy doll song. We've never played the toy dolls before, so it's a first for us. And uh, yeah, toy dolls. I've got asthma. I say they are blasting the music downstairs so loud. <laughs> okay, are you gonna let me play this or not? Sorry. <laughs> All play, right, play. yeah, toy dolls. Play. What's the matter? What's the matter? <laughs> I've got asthma and I can't breathe. I went to the doctor and he gave me one of these. Toy Dolls. Hope you all enjoyed that. Toy Dolls are so damn funny, and they're amazing live. They never tour. I've they never, never tour in the that. states, but yeah, I've seen them once. They played the Metro, um, yeah. long time, like '88, '89, or something like that. Um, and they were really, really good live, and they're so damn funny. Mm. Um, lo- love the Toy Dolls. Yeah, so, it's one of those bands I've always kind of meant to get into more because I've always liked what I've heard, but I just have never. Well, it's one really of those. Yeah, it's one, it's one of those things, right? They have such a big catalog. Yeah, that it's and they're tough. still putting out. I mean, they're still active. Oh yeah, they're still active. They're still and they putting still out albums. And they still put out a record every few years, unlike most bands that age. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of always like kind of always reminded me like of the Dickies a little bit, but the Dickies haven't put out a new album since probably '95 or something, right, or 2000. Well, if they have, no one's heard it. Uh, <laughs> well, they put out. I think they put out an album on Fat. Yeah. Um. Or a couple albums on that label. You know, it's always interesting when these old bands try to put out records on, like, the modern punk label, at least what was the modern punk label at the time. Of course, after after Leonard's outburst at Warp Tour a few years ago, knowing Fat Records, they would have almost certainly unceremoniously dumped them. Yeah. Like they did Ben Weasel when he had his little, you know, 
woman punching incident. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, at some point we could do a whole show about that, uh, about that whole Dickies thing, because uh, I really don't blame the band with that one at all. But um, I got super angry at the time about it, and it was me. I was really shocked at how many. Well, not at the Dickies, you didn't get angry. No, no, no. Let's I, I, I was that. really angry at people's response, and I was shocked at how many people who related with the related their consider themselves punks were so quick to, you know, jump down their throats. Right. Right. So, as I mean, if, it would listen. It was a tirade, man. It was it was great. As it was a d- great tirade. He lost it. It was not a. Right. He was not. But whatever. Well, I remember. I, I remember the. There was a lot of circumstances, and he was baited into doing it. And there was other. It was. You know. Anyway, yeah. That's not it. Let's not talk about that. What'd you get, Neil? What'd you get? What'd you get for records? You get any Dickies records? Um, I didn't get any Dickies records. No, I I did not. But let's see. What did I get? Um, I think the see. I'm trying to remember when I've talked about this last, because um, I don't want to talk about the same stuff twice. But uh, sure. one of the things I did, I I bought some stuff from England, and I did your classic thing. Um, oh the, yeah, the one up thing, to save on shipping. Yeah, the 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 one thing I went there for was this. Um, so uh, we have. To, I know I've talked about Smogtown before, and then Smogtown became the new band is Gross Polluter. And for whatever reason, the Gross Polluter have three seven inches, and they seem to all be put out in Europe. Like they didn't yeah. seem to be released here, even though with an LA band. So I got um, the first Gross Polluter um, single from this guy in England, and I was like, oh, "I'm going to be playing international shipping. I might as well look at what else he's got." So I ended up buying seven things from this guy <laughs> to save nice. on shipping. But to tell the truth, nothing was really expensive. So I yeah. got a couple of. Um, a couple of the early singles by the Beat, or as they're known here, the English Beat. US beat, early um, beat. Yeah, and I got Stereotype by the Specials, the original, you know, single. Mm. Um, Three Minute Hero by the Selector. So a lot of ska oh. stuff, and then an, huh. an original like OG ska stuff. Yeah, well, oh, talk about OG. I got an original um, copy by someone by Prince Buster. So we all go in OG mm. there. Well, that's reggae, right? Yeah, uh, early ska, right? Mm. Yeah. And um, and then I got the first the first Sham the first official Sham sixty nine single, which was which a, was what I don't wanna, huh? With Red London that. on the back. Um, we might have talked about that last time. I can't remember. Twelve inch twelve inch single. Um, oh, twelve inch single. Yep, yep, Just yep. Two songs. Uh, three songs, I think. Uh, hmm. I don't wanna is on the A side. Red London and Ulster are on the B side. Hmm. Um, it's on Step Forward Records. So it was on. It was before they got signed. Hmm. Uh, so, and yeah, so that was so that was pretty cool. So that was like seven things. That only cost like only cost like thirty bucks or something for seven singles. Nice. So yeah, I mean, with shipping. Yeah. Wow. So the yeah, disadvantage of that was, I mean, it takes a while, right? It takes like two or three weeks to get from England sometimes, and then you yeah. you're always worrying: is it going to show up? Is it not going to show up? Right. So once in a while, I'll get on one of these things, and they'll have like just you could buy just hardcore seven inches for like a buck a piece. Mm-hmm. Because they're just blowing them out, and they'll do like five dollars all you can ship. I'm like, oh, you're gonna regret that. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna have you send me fifteen, <laughs> these seven. So, so speaking of of Scott, right? You're you're a Scott fan. I've never really well, hold on. So I'm 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 not done yet, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep that keep that in mind. Okay. Um, so then, from someone in Germany again, because they had a they had a they had the first Smogtown EP. Which was pretty cool because that's very difficult to get smog on forty five. That's amazing. You got to get European. I mean, I've, I see that sometimes too, like American bands that only did European stuff. But that's right. weird, huh? 
Yeah, and this was from on Hostage Records from '98. So this is uh, hmm. this this goes back a bit. But uh, anyway, I, I saw this on this German website, so I got that. And while I was there, I also got um, a single <clears throat> a single by the early California band Pariah. Do you know them? I do not. Okay, they I thought were going to say some scat videos. No, <laughs> no, Pariah. They were. Um, <laughs> that's what they, you get from Germany. They sound kind of like early Social D. Um, okay, that's and cool. that's I mean it's like eighty two, eighty three, I think. Okay. Uh, they had one classic album um, called what the hell was it? Youths of Age from '83 on Posh Boy. Huh. And uh, the single was called Up to Us, and that's also on Posh Boy. So I got that. That was on red vinyl, so that was cool. And I also got from them. Do you know a more recent band called Broken Bottles? Yes, I've yeah. heard of them. I yeah. heard a couple of their songs. Yeah, and I'd heard a couple of the songs and liked them. And the EP was like, I got one called Bloody Mary. It's on mm. red vinyl. It was only like two bucks or something. So I was like, you know what? I'll get that too. Throw it so, on. Throw yeah. It yep. You're already going to get screwed for shipping from Germany. So Exactly. So I got those three things from there. And then probably the coolest thing I got was. Um, so I think on our very first show, I had you listen to Code of Honor. Do you remember that? Yep. 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 So pre-Code of Honor, the single Jonathan Christ was in a band called Society Dog. Okay. And um, they only had they had two forty fives, and the and I got the second forty five. It's called Off of the Leash um, from eighty one on Subterranean Records. And uh, probably the biggest thing about this is. Um, the Dead Kennedys stole a record cover. Um, Which so one? It's, um, was it Plastic Surgery Disasters? Oh, the little shriveled up black hand? Yes. That was so society... I thought that was an alien hand or something. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Well, it's, I think it's supposed to be someone from a um, a little kid's hand who was in a, like a... Biafran. Oh, like burned up? Well, I don't oh, know if he was burned up or whether it, whether it was just in one of those African countries where everyone was oh, starving, oh, oh. like Biafra or something like that. I think that's what it is. Mm. Um... But uh, anyway, so yeah, so Society Dog used that on this single in 81, and then a Dead Kennedys, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's a, one of those images that's just free to use or something like that, but I do find it interesting how the Dead Kennedys used exactly that same image in exactly the same way on their on their album cover, right? So Well, you know, they didn't, it's not like it was original to them, obviously. Um, and there was, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, like, I'm sorry. Are you, are you done or no? I don't want to. I'll let you finish. Um, yeah. I mean, I got an Only Ones live album, which I'd never seen before. It was live in Chicago from some like locals. Um, it would have been live in Chicago from '79, but the album oh. just came out last year on some mm. very small Chicago record label, and I didn't even know this thing existed. They recorded it live from Mothers in Chicago in '79 for a record for a radio station. And hmm. uh, they just released it on vinyl. Oh, like, so it's uh, like, like a radio. Year. It's like a radio. Yep. So it probably sounds pretty good. It sounds fantastic. I'm amazed by how good this thing. Those sounds. radio, those old radio show recordings, they weren't always great, but there was a lot. Of, I mean, it usually almost always sounded better than, say, a live at a venue. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just because I'm sure they had more studio stuff available to them. But no, we we're talking about those. You know those those pictures because I've actually seen. There was another band that you know that classic um, Discharge album, "See Nothing, Hear Nothing, Say Nothing" al- yep. album. Like, that picture wasn't theirs either. Like, that came from something else, and I know that there was somebody else who used that before them. So, the, you know, these common bands that had sort of a common mindset were using these same same photos. I mean, we used, I remember we used to make our own flyers and all that. We'd just, like, try to find a cool – I'd, like, steal pictures out of history books, like guys in foxholes, you know, just all kinds of – crazy sources you know yeah and we talked about this last time or a couple of episodes ago when uh 
Agent Orange's first EP. Uh, not Agent Orange. What am I talking about? Um, what, I don't know. What am I? What am I thinking of? Um, oh, uh, oh, I, is it I, I'm sorry. Tongue? Angry Samoans. Angry Samoans. Oh yeah, the split, the hatchet head. Yeah, thing. the girl. Yeah, the girl with a with a hatchet in her head. Yeah, the Angry Samoans is that did for it. Old horror movie or something? I don't know what that's from, but I've seen it. No, that that that's a that's a true crime picture. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but then Nancy Pasta used it the same year. Because there's a band that I like that's still around called Today is the Day. They're a metal band. You would hate them. <laughs> um, they use that picture on some of their merch. I know T-shirts and whatnot over huh. the years. So, hmm. um, but no, it, it was the other one that surprised me, and you brought this to my attention. I I never realized it. I always loved the DRI logo. Yes. This they, they call it the Skanker Man. You know, it's yep. the guy sort of running in the circle. Yeah. And you, some English band had already used it, right? Yeah, Spiz Energy. Spiz, well, Spiz Oil, and they became Spiz Energy, and then they became, you know, the Spiz. Who I never knew. You know, you, you don't know the famous song, uh, was Captain Kirk? You don't know that one? You might know that one. So. That's, it's on a lot of punk so. rock compilations. So yesterday, so one of the few places that haven't closed yet, for whatever reason, I don't know what's going on here with this, but the tattoo parlor that I go to is still open. So yesterday... I, I'm like, well, I'm canceling all my vacation plans. I better go get a new tattoo. All right. So, and I was originally going to get the black sheet from the cover of the Out of Step album. Yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. But I didn't end up doing that because we kind of looked it over and I actually ended up getting the Skanker Man. Oh, you did? Okay. Which I had been considering for years. And you'll love it because I, I got it on my leg because I know you love leg tattoos. <laughs> I'm just going to like sleeve my leg, you know? Did you, did, did you hug the, uh, the tattoo guy too? No, I did not. Oh, okay. It was we. It was just the two of us there. As a matter of fact, a lot of the people didn't show up that day. I'm just like, oh boy, I don't blame them. I mean, part of me when I was driving over there, going, maybe this is really stupid because, like, I'm essentially gonna volunteer to get a wound that my body is gonna have to fight to heal. Right. And you know, the the skanker man has some nice thick black lines, so he had to use that big wide, you know. So he, you know, of course he did the edges in black, and and then he kind of fills in the lines with that big thick needle. It's like a quarter of an inch thick. You just yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, yeah. So it, it actually hurts a little bit still. It's a little raw, but it's it's all good. I am not a I am not a sadist. I do not or no sadist likes to hurt other people, right? Masochists like to hurt themselves. Yeah, it's funny you say it like that. I say sadist, but you well, say I'm not. Sadist. But I'm not. I don't like the process of getting tattooed. I know some people claim they do. I don't enjoy. I don't particularly enjoy getting tattooed. I like having tattoos, but I don't like getting tattooed. So. Anyway. Yeah, it's an interesting I, one, that, because after a while, though, I mean, have you had any that, that took a long time to get done? Because all yours are no, pretty not, small, right? No, a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. tops. Yeah. yeah. No, have you have you sat for a long, real About long? About four hours, I think, is, is maximum. And after a while, it just kind of goes numb, and you don't really feel it anymore. Oh, I don't know about that, man. It reminds me of, it's, and I'm sure most everybody who's listening probably has already had one, so they know this, but it, it reminds me of, like, if you just take, like, a finishing nail and just constantly rub the same spot with a with a finishing nail, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I'm sure most, I'm sure many people listening to us have a whole lot more than I do. So, but anyway, yeah, that's what I did. That's how I'm fighting the, everything being closed. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I'm, I was actually thinking of doing the same thing, but my, the tattoo parlor I go to is officially closed. Um, Great well, Lakes, Great Lakes tattoo closed, uh, earlier in the week. So oh, I won't be sucks. going there for a while. Yeah. You have to do them yourself, prison style. <laughs> yeah, might have. Might, might <laughs> yeah, like have it's just like a that. crude. You know, you could do like a 
swastika buster or a, like a anarchy sign. You know, you can do something simple. But on the, uh, on the hand, yeah, that will be good. When I go back to work, oof, and my hands all tattooed. Fingers, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know, my orig- I originally wanted to get one of my fingers. I was going to get my wife's initial on my finger, but the thing with that is, I guess you got to constantly get them touched up. And you got to do up your nose all the time, so you know. Well, yeah, well, you have to constantly get it touched up, and that's got to hurt, right? You're doing it on bone. Like, I have one on my shin. I mean, that that's pretty painful when you're doing it on your bone. <laughs> oh, my God. You didn't really just say that, did you? <laughs> I don't know. All right, let me play another song. I'm going to play the song I'm gonna play the song that you protested me playing. All right. Just because we're all about being difficult, right? Yeah. Because it has sick in the title, but it's not really about being sick. So I always loved, you know, I was a big fan of what they called pop punk in the mid-90s, which... Unfortunately, pop punk has become something that's not very good anymore, so people kind of turn up their nose at it. But pop punk in the mid-90s was so good. Parasite, Screeching Weasel, Mr. T Experience, Boris the Sprinkler, all that stuff. But I always thought one of the more underrated ones was the Nobodies. Actually, it's not the Nobodies. It's just Nobodies. I think they were from Denver or Colorado or something. Um, but the real, really snotty classic punk, some really filthy, great classic punk songs. But the one we're going to play today is from probably my favorite album by them, Short Songs for Short Attention Spans. And it's called, or Short Songs for People with Short Attention? I don't remember. I don't remember. But anyway, probably mid-late 90s it came out. But we're going to play She's Getting Sick of Me by Nobodies. She's getting sick of me! She's getting sick of me from nobodies. Uh, yeah. So, what else do you know about them? I'd never heard of them before. You know, my brother and I, when I was twenty-two or something, this would have been you know mid nineties. Um, my friend Scott, who you've met, was yes. in the Coast Guard. Oh wow! So, and he was stationed out in Maine, on the coast, right? And I remember my wife had just started a new job. It was 96. 
and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. My wife had started a new job. We didn't obviously didn't have any kids or anything. And uh, so she didn't have any vacation. I had some vacation. I'm like, man, what am I going to do? And I actually contemplated maybe going down to the Olympics, which were in Atlanta that year. Okay. <clears throat> so I looked at how much it cost, and I'm like, okay, that's off the table. But instead, my brother and I drove over to Maine to visit Scott and hang out. We had a, we had a great old time, actually. Um, but there, he had to work some of the time we're there. So we went to this great punk bar in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And those of you who have spent a lot of time up in New England, I'm sure know this place because it was a legendary punk dive. It was called the Elvis Room. Originally called the Elvis Room. And I think they had some legal issues or something. Had to change it to the E Room or something like that. But so there was a punk show going on, right? So we went over there and we were drinking like $1 PBRs. It was funny because I was like 22 or 23. My brother was like 19. But he had a fake ID and the guy in the ID looked so much like him hmm. that the two of us would go to a bar and I swear mine would get more scrutiny than his. <laughs> but so, yeah, we sat there drinking PBRs and watching. Um, and the the band playing that night was from out of town. It was the Nobodies. And I really had no idea who they were. And it was funny. They had like this lo- – the local band was like a typical anarcho-punk band of the mid-90s. You know, Liberty Spikes and real political. And, and they had a really nice crowd there watching them. And then they got done playing and almost everybody left. Oh, no, that sucks. When the, yeah. But that used to happen pretty regularly, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we stayed around and watched the Nobodies, and they were really good, and I enjoyed them. And I bought that CD that I just mentioned that I can't get the name quite right of. It was called Short Songs for People with Short Attention Spans or short something Short Songs like that. for Short Attention Spans from 96 on Hopeless Records. 96, there we yeah. go. So anyway, I picked up that album, and I've been a fan ever since. And I, I went like 20 years without seeing them, and they actually had a show cancel or something. They ended up playing at a little tiny bar over here in Grand Rapids, so I saw them a couple years ago. There was literally like a dozen people there. I don't know. Well, they, yeah, they actually put on an album in 2016. Yeah, yeah, it's called... Hussy. Hussy, it's pretty good. Yeah. They cover Beer for Breakfast by The Replacements. It's it's a... They're they're raunchy and they're fun and snotty and you'd, you'd like them, Neil. You, I mean, you definitely... Yeah, I'm going to check this out. I think you would definitely like that band. They have a, they have a song called Joe Queer, Kick Me Out. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, so, well, yeah. that's, that's uh, a lot of nobody's information there. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've talked about tattoos that wasn't on the list we've talked about uh i don't know the funny thing is you know what we haven't talked about and the one thing we were going to say we were going to do mail you know what that one (laughs) thing that i was going to read we did do last week so if you want to do the other thing yeah yeah okay oh i didn't know i didn't know that well i remember yeah because he said he said he was pushing 40 and had four kids i'm like oh that's right Hmm. remember i was talking about how i also had four children yeah but i think that might be another guy but I don't think so. No, I don't. All right. All right. Well, anyway, anyway this thanks, one. Thanks for the mail. Keep it coming. That's you can you can message us on Facebook at Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook or Punk Till I Die seventy seven at Gmail. So we got another one from uh, Jake, and not Jake from State Farm. This is Jake from Sullivan, Illinois. Um, he got says he got hooked on the podcast starting with the Rick Sims episode, and that's a good one to get hooked on because that was a good one. That was. Um, he grew up in Sullivan, Illinois, the home of the Digits, on uh, the Chicken Shed. Although about a decade later, his band toured with the Gaza Strippers, but he missed most of the Digits years, so he's clearly younger than us old timers. Mm. Um. Anyway, he says he just wanted to drop a line to tell him if Punk Eye dies. Well, you know, pick. the fact of the matter is, Neil, you and I are about ten years apart, so he could have been. He could be my age usually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess not many people are as old as me, so that's true. <laughs> so he's only in the point three percentile death rate from coronavirus. You're in the point four. 
Percent. Yeah, it's, it's only slightly up. It's yeah, up. and you guys and you guys wouldn't be welcome at a rebellion fest probably because you're too damn young. So you know, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and, I'll go. Uh, I'll go stand next to those old timers and you know show them how with how much force I can still pee. And when, <laughs> okay, that was weird. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wonder if that's going ahead because that's not till August. So well, anyway, that's, I, I have to think August. I, I would I hope know. so, right? Like I said, I'm not making plans till June, but I like to think that maybe in May stuff will get back to normal. But who knows? It might be August. Yeah. And if it is August, then everything's going to get canceled, you know? Yeah. Anyway, he says, anyway, just wanted to drop a line to say Pungai Dyer's become his favorite podcast, which is nice. He says he used to dislike podcasts over an hour. Uh, he's not going to like ours then. But the longer well, we the tried to keep him an hour, I swear. No, we but he says, but the longer the better when oh, it I comes to yours. So there you go. He and so he doesn't mind though. He doesn't mind it. Um. He says he just ignores most of the other podcasts now. Amazing. Love that. He says he enjoys the guests, the banter, and the nonsense, and we have a lot of nonsense. That's true. Um, and he we'll said, Yeah. And he says, not only that, but my opinion, my opinion typically lines up with at least one of you. For example, fuck Morrissey. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk. <laughs> I don't believe I ever said that. But... We're going to have to talk to Jake about that one. Um, but he says, if not both of you, everything is right up my alley. Keep on keeping on and avoid the plague. Thanks for cranking out the episodes. So That's cheers. Fine. Cheers, Jake. That's uh, excellent. Yeah. Thanks for writing in. That was uh, that was a great... We love getting mail like that. So yeah, it's punktillidie77 at gmail.com or hit us up on our Facebook page, punktillidie. Yes. Which has got we've, a, been, which, we've, which, we've been using our Facebook page to put up you know, our some record stuff and various yeah. shenanigans. So it's it's definitely... There's a little bit of like supplemental content, you know. Like well, I said, if at some point I'll take a picture of my pillow fortress of solitude and. Well, and if you hit up our Facebook page, you'll see we have a new uh, logo. Yes, which is very cool. Yeah, the, of your yeah, courtesy of uh, my friend Mark Frankel in uh, in Gainesville. So thanks, Mark. You did a bang up job, considering I didn't give you very much information of what I wanted. But man, you no, nailed it. Looks great. Yeah, and, and now, so Mark, to to reference anybody who maybe joined us late or um can't put two and two together you went down to fast one of our our first couple of shows you talked about going down to fast i did gainesville and that's who you hung out with it is yeah my friend mark yeah mark so a bit of a deadhead but he also has written a couple of reviews for us of shows he's gone to so yeah he's a, he's very open-minded he's, he's when it comes to music people, yeah if you will yeah he's a great guy so uh Cheers for that, Mark. And uh, you never know, we might actually uh, come out with some T-shirts and, and some stickers and stuff like that based on that logo. So uh, stay tuned. Nobody, nobody's got a scent. We might wait for this thing to blow over. Yeah. Yeah, just right. That's true. <laughs> might hold off a little bit. Yeah, we might just send them off for, for free, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so that's that's cool. On the web. Oh, Yeah, so go go check that out on our Facebook page. Yeah. So, yeah, cool. So I think one of the things we might do as well, right, Tom? We were talking about this is just uh, sticking up some photos of our big stack of tickets because it looks like we're oh, not going to yeah. get to use any of these tickets. It's going to be called Disappointed Spring or something. Yeah. Because, yeah, I do have physical tickets for almost everything. I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I, I had the, I'm, I'm currently working on a couple of big writing projects. And as soon as I get those done, which will be this weekend at the latest – See, I wonder, so, you know, I'm working on a print deadline for, for New Noise, but I wonder if everything's going to get screwed up. You know, are the printers working? Who knows? I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who knows, right? But, well, no, the thing I was going to say, and, and this will probably carry us, carry us until it's time for, I get called for dinner, is, um, so I've been doing this Suicide Machines piece, and I talked to Jay on the phone for about an hour, and he was a great guy, and I really, I really enjoyed it. It was very conversational. 
I probably could have done a better job of pointing him in the direction that I wanted to go with the article. But anyway, it'll be good. It, it, it'll be a nice a nice interview. But I'm also doing some supplemental third wave ska stuff. Yeah, well, I, not... I was going to say, explain the suicide machines for people who don't know the who they are. From Detroit, they were pretty big in the third wave ska thing. They were on a major label. Their first two records are called Destruction by Definition and Battle Hymns, and they're kind of classics of the genre. came out in maybe 96 and 98 or something like that. All right. So I'm not a big ska fan. Um, our local band, our most famous local band is Mustard Plug from here in Grand Rapids. And I'm a fan of those guys. I go see them play and they're, they're good dudes. Um, but I'm not, I'm just not into the music that much. Um, so I'm writing a couple supplemental pieces. One, I'm actually interviewing, uh, a guy from Mustard Plug to kind of compare and contrast the experience with suicide machines. Mm -hmm. And I also have already actually talked to, uh, a couple of the guys from a band called the gadgets who were, uh, Third wave ska band from Kansas City. Not the digits, the gadgets. But yeah, it's yeah. it's similar. I think they actually might have been inspired by that name. I'm not sure. I actually hmm. didn't ask that question because it wouldn't have fit with what I was working on. Um, but the thing is, so were you into third wave ska at all or not really? No, not at all. Okay. No, it's too, goof, too goofy for me. So I'm writing two supplemental pieces. One of them is this compare and contrast because they're all different. Like Suicide Machines got signed to a major label, ended up blowing up and then broke up and it went kind of bad and then they got back together like a lot of bands my, my local band here mustard plug never quit playing they've been playing for almost 30 years they started in 91 and the gadgets broke up in 2004 or whatever and haven't played since even though it was three brothers who still played together in other bands so it was all different sort of experiences but i you know it's just anyway it, it's cool i mean i enjoyed those pieces where you have to work a bunch of different stuff into it but no what the other supplemental piece i'm working on is like where to start if you want to get into third wave ska? Where you know what are the essential? I did a, something similar when I wrote about the chats. Where oh, it was, the Australian thing you wrote? Yeah, that was good. Essential Australian. Punk yeah, it was album. good. Yeah, it was the Saints and you know Radio yeah. Bird, and and I really enjoyed doing that. But I'm not as much of an expert on third wave ska. So I'm. I mean, the big one is is Operation Ivy Energy. I mean, that's the. Every band I've talked to so far, that's the one they talk about made them want to do like the punk ska thing. Yeah, that's that that's more of a that's more of a punk band though than a ska band. I would have thought it would be in like the Toasters or Hepcat or one of some well, of those. Well, I'm telling you that all these people when they were kids, they got is Operation Ivy. So I'm definitely gonna put energy on there. That came out in '89. But like, I mean, what I'm trying to. Uh, and and I would think this first Suicide Machines album, Destruction by Definition, that came out in '96. I think that would fit on there. I'd be tempted to put like. I think it was like the fourth or fifth Boston's album, the one that had the big radio hit on it. Just oh, because good that's... lord! Yeah, I don't like them at all. Yeah, don't you? See, I'm not a huge fan of them either. But I mean, you can't really ignore them, right? They were big in the genre. They were. I mean, I mean, if you want one that sounds traditional, I mean, Hepcat would be the would yeah. be that would be the slackers. biggest one for that. Yeah, and the Slackers. Yeah, and the Toasters. Um, they sound a lot more traditional rather than the goofy kind of ska like. Uh, yeah, like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Um, like, there's, there's a pretty good ska fan base here, probably because Mustard Plug is here. Mm -hmm. So there's a we get a decent amount of ska shows. I very rarely go. I go see Mustard Plug usually once or twice a year, and that's usually the extent of it. But like the Toasters played at Founders, which is now closed like everybody else. And uh, yeah, a lot of those kind of classic third wave ska bands have been playing around. Yeah, but, I mean... So you can't, can't help me if I got to make the definitive list. Oh, I think we've already made it, buddy. I think that's enough, huh? Yeah. 
I, well, I, th- I think Adam might be able to help you too, because I know Adam was, yeah, he was uh, as he was growing up, he was into that third wave scar stuff. He's nine or ten years younger than I am, so yeah, yeah. he definitely. I just never, I don't know what, it just never struck a chord with me. Yeah. Um, but I think it was a lot of people when they were younger, people were ten years younger than me. I think that was their sort of entry point into punk rock. Yeah. But I don't. And, but the other thing is, and I don't know if we've talked about this, so please forgive our senility if we have. Damn straight. I, I grew up, you know, buying records and getting into punk rock. And a lot of times I'd read a review or read about something and buy it without ever listening to it because there was no way to really hear anything before you bought it, right? Right. But a lot of these kids who are 10 years younger than us, so mid-30s, say, their first exposure was like video games. Oh, yeah, like the Tony Hawk video game and stuff. stuff. Yeah. So I know a lot of those, I think, like, I think Suicide Machines had songs like that. So it's just, and it's so bizarre. And now my kids... So my oldest son especially is a huge, huge movie buff. And that's how he finds his music, if he likes songs from a movie. But, the, you know, there's no, you know, we're talking about Michael Jackson. 1983 was the hugest cultural phenomenon. Everybody listened to Michael Jackson. Maybe not college kids, but, you know, everybody who's younger. But there's no unifying force like that anymore. Right. There's no, everybody streams, so it's great in a way because we all have access to the best of everything, Right. But yep. also, there's no single, you know, there's no three or four huge things that influence everybody together. So, yeah, that is interesting. How I mean, how that has changed over the decades and the uh, the generations, right? Is yeah, because because the video games were huge. I mean, there was that one song by yep. Goldfinger, which was on a Tony Hawk video game, right? That then just became absolutely enormous. Is that the Here in Your Bedroom one? Oh, jeez, I don't remember. I only know That's I've got one Goldfinger. album by Goldfinger. Yeah. I never could get into them either. Yeah. So, all right. Why don't you Why don't you play? On, so you get nobody can help me. I'm gonna say if you if you want to help me, you write me in and tell me what the essential third wave ska albums are. But unfortunately, I had my deadlines this weekend, so you probably won't get to me in time. But uh, I think we've I think we've hit most of the major ones. I do I do love that op IV album. Yeah, but again, yeah, see was, see I I wouldn't call that I wouldn't call that ska. Didn't have a lot of horns. You think? Yeah, but I had the upstroke and the anyway. All yeah. right. What, what's your next song, Neil? I am going to play... We're I am going to play... Hold on, what am I going to play? It's a good question. Um, spoiled for choice, buddy. Spoiled for choice. Um, mm. I think because I played a Naked Reagan song a couple of episodes ago and it was such a big hit, I am going to play a um, song from Naked Reagan's uh, final album. Um, this is going to be Fever Island by Naked Reagan. Peace, not a friend that went to go. Rising back, touch 
That was uh, Naked Reagan with Fever Island. So and how do you know if a song was a hit or not when you play it on the podcast? How do you, what, what kind of feedback are you getting on that? Because um, somebody said they liked it. <laughs> and we all know and it was that. Matt. <laughs> okay. And but we I, all know that one person saying they like it equals approximately 10,000 actual listeners. Damn straight. Anyway, it's a great song. What are you, you going to do? I mean, it was no, uh, one to beer, one of, one, of great, one of Naked Reagan's best I songs. I actually saw them one time, and wow. believe it or not, they came and played in Grand Rapids. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. That was my band's first gig. We warmed up for Naked Reagan. No kidding. Yep. Well, you were so close to fame, Neil. So That's close. That's right. Play with the digits and Naked Raygun. I, t- I tell you what, I do wish we'd kept the band together because when some of the bands that came after us, we would have been much, much better than them. But uh, oh, yeah. anyway, that was off Naked Raygun's final album, um, Raygun, Naked Raygun, with like the James Bond kind of theme to it. Um, second track, Fever Island. Yeah, it's a good mm. album. It's a under- very underrated album because the main guitarist had left by that point, uh, mm. John Haggerty. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think that's a great album, so. They've been promising to release a new album for like the last six years, and I don't. Really? I, yeah, I don't think we're ever going to see it. So, hmm. yep. well, maybe for the shame. best. No, because a couple of the songs I'd heard, like early uh, pre-releases, were fantastic amongst amongst their best. Because I mean, even the bomb was doing great stuff, right? Pizzati's other band, mm. the bomb, they were doing great stuff. So he still got it, even with his uh, infirmities and stuff. But uh, um, I, I just don't know what it is why they haven't been able to pull this whole thing together. Oh. You know, because they have jobs and this band isn't really their thing anymore. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's they sort play. Of a hobby. Yeah, I mean, they play out every now and again, but uh, do they yeah. still? I mean, yeah, they, do, well, yeah. They, they did a couple days. Of th- they did a couple days. A couple. They did a weekend, didn't they? Not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, and and they'll play they like play two nights in a row. Yeah, they'll play like weird places. Like they played last year with uh, Jawbreaker. Um, okay. Here in they Chicago. They played that brewery, that 350 brewery or something, I think. All right. So I think they had Bull Weevils one night and 88 Fingers Louie one night. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a good, good lineup. Mm-hmm. So, so anyway. So what else we got, Neil? We're, we're about an hour in. I, I think we've done a okay job of giving people a, giving people a bonus, giving people a bonus episode. Sunday we'll probably have to, you know, have a little more, a little more planning. A little more meat. But yeah. I hope this helped you to, you know, get away from your little bit of your stir craziness of being stuck in your home slash office yeah for sure with no one to talk to you about your cats well, it has been weird man i'll tell you it's been weird so I'm, I'm gonna go out somewhere tonight i went i went you know what do you go, do um i'll probably go over and hang hang out with lydia and their mom and stuff oh like yeah, that. yeah so, that's cool. okay yeah just hang well, out that's, you know there. you know what's funny because like when we were young right we didn't really have any money and we had friends that had young kids or whatever so we would just go to each other's houses right play cards and drink right right you know listen to music like we have a game you know play euchre is euchre popular never heard of well i've heard of it i've never played it's it's a card game right it's popular here yeah 
So we'd play Euchre, guys against the girls or whatever. Us guys would drink too much. Girls would steal points from us and and whatnot. But and, and the kids would play or whatever. And then as we got older and a little more affluent, you know, then it was like, yeah, you know, we'll get a babysitter and we'll go to the bar. And then now our kids don't need a babysitter. So we'll just go to the bar. We'll go out to eat. And, you know, got used to kind of going out and, you know, thinking nothing to dropping a hundred bucks on going out on a Friday night or whatever, you know. Right. But now we don't even have that option. No, that's which true. Is, which yeah. is kind of good because, like I said, my wife's not working a ton. But I'm like, man, we might have to go back to, like, the old school, like, go play cards and well, <laughs> sit well, around. And... Well, so I was telling Because I tell you what, in Michigan now, like, Pennsylvania, they've closed the liquor stores, which to me is, imagine being an alcoholic and having the liquor stores closed. Why would the fuck would they close the liquor stores? Well, because they're state-run stores. Well, that's stupid. Some states, some states have that. But now here, and I don't know about Illinois because I really haven't bought a lot of booze in Illinois uh, by the glass, but <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the – they sell booze at our pharmacies. That's so weird. We're never, never going to be out of booze. Yeah. Um, so, well, so I've got, I've got, a, I've, I've got, a, I've got a booze store right on the corner, like a two minute walk from me. So I'm good. Um, but yeah, I, actually, but, but, if it doesn't have any societal benefit, what's to say they won't close it down. Yeah. It's also got like a food store attached to it. Oh okay. yeah. <laughs> it's one of the, it's, it's one of those stores that sells absolutely everything. You know, they, okay. got, they got mops, so they got toilet seats, they got... pretty much going to get totally screwed if you buy food there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, it's like Middle Eastern stuff, too. I don't know. It's weird. But they, oh, got, a, wow. but they got a really good beer section. They got a really good booze section. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say about you know, the playing cards thing. You know, when I was saying earlier that we go to the pub and stuff on a Saturday afternoon, that's actually what we do. We actually take cards, and uh, sometimes we'll even do yeah. board games and stuff like that. So it's good to get hammered and... While you're playing cards or something, that's cool. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, you've got another song to play, buddy. You've got. Uh, I do. You can, I have you can one play. more song and yeah, then play us back out. and share goodbyes. And, yep. Um, what the heck was I going to play? Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So you, I remember you telling you private messaging me a while back and say, "Man, I can't believe I never listened to Battalion of Saints before." Right. Or something. You just only started listening to them recently, and they right. were a great band. They put out an EP called Fighting Boys in the real early eighties. And then they followed that up with a album called second coming. That was really good. And this, once again, is a very precarious, you know, <laughs> uh, attachment to disease. But the fact matters we're running low next, next Sunday, we'll have a different theme when we come back at you. I'm sure I can and, think of some more. I mean, if this keeps going for months and months, maybe, like I said, we get into like the discharge catalog or some of these like D beat bands where every song. Is yeah. About death. Radiation yeah. Yeah. But this is Battalion of Saints, and this is from their second coming album, their only full-length album. Well, their only full-length album in their original run. And it's called My Mind's Diseased.
Italian of Saints, My Mind's Diseased. Was that from like 82 or something? Yeah, maybe a little later than that. 83, 84. All right. I'm not sure. I hate to say definitively because then I'm going to be a year off or something. But uh, I think the EP was 82. And they've they've they did like a three song EP a few years ago for Southern Lord Records that was pretty decent. It was like self titled. I, mm-hmm. I dig the band. Mm-hmm. They don't, you know, they I don't think they are. They're still around, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect from them at this point. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just the singer. How was that? Right, he's the only one still in the band. Yeah, they died oh. of an overdose or something, or drowned in the bathtub or something. I can't remember. Oh dear. Yeah, good times, man. Good times. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah, drugs. So anyway, yeah, it's been it's been fun, Neil. I don't I don't know. Once again, this was kind of a Seinfeld like show about, about nothing. Yeah, about nothing. That's right. Yeah, just prattling on. All but, right, uh, but yeah, hey, once again, Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook and uh, Punk Till I Die seventy seven at gmail dot com. Yeah. yeah, send us I'm email. Make it official. If I get if we get up to two hundred Facebook likes, I think we're about a one sixty now. We get up to two hundred, I'll take a picture of my Fortress of Solitude where I record. You'd be like, how do you stay awake doing that? Yeah, well, and if you look on the Facebook page, I actually put a picture up today of uh, all, my, all, my, all my all my Buzzcocks collection of singles. So I have all the original run of the first singles and stuff, and some of the later ones. So. Yeah, I, I put that up there. Unfortunately, I can't really, you know, like I, I got some sets of stuff that I think are pretty cool, but yours are all like forty years old, so it's gonna be very <laughs> difficult for me to compete with you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna but do my. I'm, 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 I'm gonna do my Clash ones next. So nice. Yeah. Oh boy. So I'll avoid see, that. You'll see those. Yeah. Cool. Cool. No, I look forward to it. I mean, I've 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 fingered my way through them, but it'll be good to see them all at once. I didn't take them all out of the boxes and lay them on the ground so I could look at them all at once like you're gonna do. So yeah. So. Cool, right. man. It's been fun. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you in a couple days, and we'll see you. I mean, hopefully nothing has changed dramatically as far as you know the martial law between right. now and then. Yeah, I hope not. Be like, be like all podcasting is hereby banned in the <laughs> United States Kingdom. Yeah, the internet is being cut off or something. Exactly. Yeah. Be coming to our house. That's the thing, right? Because if the internet goes out now, when we're all stuck at home, I mean, this will, that people take to the streets, right? Right, it's in the streets. Yeah. I mean, this For is sure. the same now as starving. So, yeah. anyway. All right, man. Cool. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, everybody. Yep. Thanks for listening. We appreciate, we appreciate the support we've been getting. We really do. Yeah, we do. Everybody stay well and stay free. All right? Bye. See ya.